1: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. The more
2: you shun, suppress, ignore the voice of God, the harder your heart becomes. You get used to ignoring his voice to your own demise. As a matter of fact, it says in Hebrews chapter four, verse seven, today, if you will hear my voice, hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It is dangerous to harden your heart to the voice of God. It is deadly. It is dangerous. It is deadly. It is disastrous. Number seven, in order to hear God, I must put myself in position to hear the voice of God. I must put myself in position to hear the voice of God. In verses 3 and 4a, it says, and and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, in order to hear God, I must put myself in position to hear the voice of God. Look how Samuel is in position to hear his voice. Look at the passage. Samuel was quiet. He was quiet. Two, he was lying down. And three, Samuel was not distracted. Quiet, lying down, undistracted. He was in position to hear the voice of God. In other words, Samuel was in the right place for he was in the tabernacle of the Lord. He wasn't in the club. He wasn't in some strip club. He was in the house of God. And then he was he was near the right person. The ark of God, which symbolizes the presence of God. The closer you get to God, the better you can hear. Many fail to hear God speak because they move themselves out of position to hear what God is saying. And and every time you miss church, beloved, you miss a word from God. God has a word and he wants you so sleepy in the morning. He wants the baby to act up. He wants he wants you not to be able to find your tie, not to be able to find your key. Organize yourself. The train gets in the way. You didn't leave in time organize yourself get your clothes out the day before put everything in order know where everything is put it all together so you can hurry up teach your children how to organize themselves self-management is the best management and some of y'all can't get it making a headwind life because you can't manage yourself that's why you can't manage your child you hear me the closer you get to God the better you can hear and the further away the less you hear Number eight: Those who listen to God will value His words. Those who listen to God will value His words. First Samuel three nineteen. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And let no, underline that underline that let none of the words he let none of the words of the Lord fall to the ground. In other words, God never wastes words. Therefore, listening to him must be priority in all of eternity. God has never wasted a word in all of eternity. God has never misspoke in all of eternity. God has never said something he shouldn't have said. He's always said the right thing at the right time all the time. You know something about God's word. God's word is always, always trustworthy and reliable. That's dealing with the veracity of scripture. The word of God is fully and completely trustworthy. You can't trust the words of CNN, Fox News, ABC, NBC, CBS, Kiki, TTS, But you can trust the word of the living God. You can't trust the word of that man. They're talking about, I'm going to take care of you. Blowing all in your ear. Talking about, I love you. He don't love you. He just wants something. You know. But you can trust the word of God. The word of God, when it's spoken, it comes to pass. Look at 1 Samuel 2.34. Look at the prophecy. Look at the prophecy spoken. And then we'll see how the prophecy came to pass. Uh, 1 Samuel 2.34, it says, Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die. That's that's a terrible day. We lose both. You lose both children at one time. And it says both of them. They were that evil. Both of them. Now that, 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 was a prophetic word. Now let's look at the, let's look at the prophetic word coming to reality. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Love to hear those, hear those pages turning. 1 Samuel 4, 10, 11. Watch how it comes to pass. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated and every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Also, the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas died. A word spoken, a word that came to pass. When God says something, you can rest on it. You can bank on it. You can hope in it. You see, the word of God is so valuable until it must be believed. My friends, do you believe the word today? The word of God is so valuable. It must be received. Have you received the word today? The word of God is so valuable that it must be obeyed. Have you obeyed the word of God today? The word of God is so valuable that it must be given first priority. Have you given priority to the word today? It must be respected and hidden in your hearts. Psalms 119, 9, 11 says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy law. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Number nine, once we've heard from God, don't be afraid to speak what God has said. Uh, once we've heard from God, don't be afraid to speak what God has says. Had said, look, look at First Samuel uh, three through. 5, uh, uh, look, look at the verse. Look at the verse there. It says, "And Samuel was 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 afraid to tell Eli the vision. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Wow! Once we've heard for God from God, don't be afraid to speak what God has spoken. And sometimes God says some hard things through his prophets and through his preachers. And you know what people do nowadays when they don't want to change? They reject the messenger. They'll reject the messenger before they make adjustments in their own life. He should have said that. Why did he have, he didn't have to go there. He did. And, and they make it, they make it me or the person who's speaking instead of the word of God. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, ring up my boss. We are accountable to God for what we know and don't share. When you know the word and don't share the word, you are accountable. And you do those, look, and you do those you love a disservice when you fail to tell them the truth. There are times when your husband needs to hear the truth. There are times when your wife needs to hear the truth. There's a time when your brother or your sister really need to hear the truth. There's a time when your child needs to hear the truth. And God has put you in their lives. To speak the truth in love. And when you know what is truth and you fail to tell the truth. God holds you responsible as well as accountable. Wow. What hinders my hearing the voice of God? What hinders my hearing the voice of God? Number one, not possessing a heart that desires to hear God. You got to have a heart that desires to hear God. If you don't want to hear God, by golly, you won't hear him. You gotta want to hear him. Listen, I want to hear God. You gotta want to hear him. And some of y'all, if the truth be told, the real truth of the matter is, you don't want to hear him. Revelation two eleven says, "He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches." Number two, uh, what hinders the voice of God? Self sufficiency is a hindrance to hearing the voice of God. You have so. You're so sufficient and think you got it all together to the point that you don't ask God for anything. You don't even check in with him. You just do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it, because you know what you're doing. A third thing that hinders the voice of God is is busyness. Busyness prevents one from hearing God in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 40. You have the count. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha's in the kitchen. Preparing food. She get upset because Mary is receiving the word from the Lord at the Lord's feet. And she's distracted by many things. But Mary chose the better part: sitting at the feet of Jesus, hearing his voice. You know, you'll be so busy until God can't speak. God, if you're gonna speak, speak to me on the run. I gotta go. A two-minute prayer. Listen, you don't know what it's gonna take a, a, a much longer it got to be longer than two minutes. Huh? You don't watch a two-minute movie. But, but a two-minute prayer, and that's going to get you through the day with all the stuff that you got to encounter. Even in your body, busyness keeps us from hearing God. When you're too busy to pray and you're too busy to read your word, you are too busy. You know what does keep you from hearing God? Mental clutter hinders us from hearing God. Your mind is just so cluttered with so much stuff. It's cluttered with your past. It's cluttered with grudges. It's cluttered with anger. huh? Cluttered with jealousy and envy and strife. Cluttered with, with all your things to do lists until you don't get to hear from God. Number five, noise prevents us from hearing God. You know why you can't hear God? You drown him out. All them iPods got a thousand tunes in them. Listen, what you doing with a thousand songs in there? I don't care if they're Christian. That's too many. You can't hear God singing all the time. You say, but it's Christian music. There are times, y'all, you need to cut off all music. That's right. You got blackberries, blueberries, redberries, kinkberries, tinkberries, berries, berries. You need to put the stuff down. Some of y'all have a hissy when you, when you forget your cell phone. You need to have a hissy when you fail to read the word. You go back and get the cell phone, but don't go back and get your Bible. Something's wrong with that. You're texting folk, but you're not texting Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Ruth. you're not texting the book. You drown him out. Loud television. You wake up with television. You go to bed with it. Television is your lover. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you love it. You love it more than God. You love it. You you lay with it. Uh-huh. You love It's your God. You think about it all the time in television, internet. Jesus live in front of it. And where is your word? Where's the word of God? And you're so comfortable. And the word is so dangerous. And you don't even care. What happens when I ignore or refuse the voice of God? What happens when I ignore? Or refuse the voice of God. Let me tell you what number one. You cannot please or glorify God with your life. Until you listen and obey him. Listen. When you refuse God. The voice of God. You can't glorify him. You won't obey him. Number two. Refusal to hear God will cultivate within us. An independent and rebellious spirit. The the, the less you hear God. The more independent from God you will become. You become more rebellious because there's not enough word to govern, rule and guide your life. Number three, we will not know God's plan for our lives, which will result in misdirection, confusion, missed opportunities and spiritual regression. Now, that's a tall list. If you don't hear God, look what happens. You will have you be misdirected. You're going to be confused. You're going to have missed God moments, missed opportunities. And you, your life is going to slide in spiritual re- regression. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. Yes, he knows the plan, but you got to listen to get them. Declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not ha- not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, your future is bleak without the voice of God in your lives It's bleak, very bleak. Number four, you will not know the mind of Christ. And I've never seen so many saints with carnal minds. Carnality re- rules the day in the lives of many saints. You won't know what is on God's heart unless you listen to him speak. Now, now, many of you know when many of you know when God is speaking, but your pride keep you from hearing. You know, he's speaking, but your rebellion keep you from hearing. Uh, keep you from following God's instruction. God is telling you forgive, but I ain't gonna forgive. He need to come to me first. He did it to me. God will tell you to do things you don't want to do. God will tell you to bless your enemy when you hear him. When you hear him, he'll tell you to serve those who've hurt you. When you hear God, he'll say he'll he'll tell you to shut up and be quiet and pray. When you hear from God tell you to cut some relationships out of your life. You know, some of you are tied in to certain relationships that's speaking into your life and they are bringing you to spiritual rags. And you should have cut them out your life a long time ago. And no wonder you all in a mess. You didn't cut the relationship off like God told you and look at yourself. But let me tell you something. If you turn to God and turn to him quickly, God knows how to restore what the locusts have eaten. Do I have a witness here? When you hear from God, you will witness from God, witness for God. When you hear from God, you will not go in the vote, the voting booth and vote unbiblically. Oh, where do amens go then? Oh, amen? amen. Oh, okay. Are we supposed to hear God when it comes to voting? How, oh, oh, y'all, uh-huh. yeah. y'all weak. You stubborn. You hear from God. God will make you vote ways you never thought you'd vote. Listen. Listen. When you hear from God. You will not. You will not procrastinate on God. Number five. Failure. Disappointment and destruction. Awaits those who fail to listen to God. Failure. Disappointment and Destruction awaits those those who fail to hear from God. Failure, disappointment, and what? Destruction awaits those who fail to listen to God. I have to read this. It's a must read. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 15 through 22. Look at the consequences of not hearing God. Look what happened to Eli and his sons. This is a terrible tragedy. Look at 1 Samuel 4, 15 through 22. Y'all hanging with me? Eli was 98 years old. Now, he was old. He was old, old daddy, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see. Then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from battle, and I fled today from the battle line. And he said, what happened, my son, said Eli. So the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God has been captured. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God being captured. Wow. Eli fell off the seat backwards by the side of the gate and his neck was broken and he died for the man was old and heavy. You know what heavy means, don't you? He was big. That's right. Old and big. And he had judged Israel 40 years. Now his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, Pentecostal's wife was was with child due to be delivered. And when she heard the news of the ark of God was captured, that the ark of God was captured and that her father in law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth. For her labor pains came upon her and about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said, do not fear for you have born a child. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying the glory has departed from Israel. Because the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. They were dead. And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. Has God stamped Ichabod on your life? Has the glory of God departed because of your rebellious nature and spirit? A lot of churches, God has stamped Ichabod on it. No longer the presence of God is there. The rapture could come and the church would still be there because God is not there. What are the benefits of listening to God? And I'll be, thrown, I'll be done. What are the benefits of listening to the voice of God? Benefits. Just put one word, benefits, to help yourself. Number one, hearing from God keeps, keeps us divinely protected. When you hear God, you are protected under his divine covering. And that's what America is losing because we're divorcing God out of everything and we're divorcing ourselves from divine protection. We won't be so easily deceived and trapped by the enemy. When you refuse to hear God, you lose divine protection. Number two, our lives will be more fruitful. You'll see God do great and mighty things in your life. Fruitfulness. Number three, a responsive heart will cultivate spiritual growth. When your heart is responsive toward the voice of God, you begin to grow like you've never seen yourself grow before. You will grow like you've never grown before. You will grow up to be a mighty man, a woman of God when your heart is responsive. Number four, we will make wise decisions when we listen to God. That's a benefit. Some of you make such bad decisions. Proverbs 8, 33 says, and so my children, listen to me for all who follow my ways are joyful. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Don't ignore it, says New Living Translation. Proverbs 2, 6, 8 and 11 says, for the Lord grants wisdom. Wise choices will watch over you. That's profound. Did you get that? Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. A fool is headed to destruction. Another benefit, number five, hearing God lengthens your days and increases your quality of life. You know, a lot of people that are on drugs and sleeping around and they got AIDS, they could, God may have ordered, may have wanted them to live to be 70, 80, but they cut themselves short because of sexual immorality, because of drugs, because of all kinds of things. Playing with sin and you cut your day short, your quality of life short. And, and and you die before your time because you failed to hear God. You know another benefit of hearing God, your life lessons won't be hard learned. Your life lessons won't be hard learned. Listen, you some things you won't go through when you hear God speak to you. Your, all of your lessons don't have to be hard learned. But if you don't learn your lesson, it will be hard. Number seven, those who hear and obey will experience more victories. You not walk in defeat, but you'll walk in victory. Victory comes as a result of hearing the voice of God. Number eight, when you hear from God, there will be less stress and a tremendous sense of peace and calmness in your life. I mean, how many of y'all want less stress in your life? Raise your hand. I know I do. I mean, don't fool me. Now. If you want, you want, you want less stress. I mean, I mean hold your hands up a while. You need to hold up as a testimony to God. You want less stress in your life? Listen, when you hear from God, my friends, there will be less stress huh, and a tremendous sense of peace and calmness in your life. Hell and turmoil can be All around, but you'll be at peace and your peace will be a testimony to others. Your spirit is at ease when you hear God and you speak with calmness and gentleness and there will be rest in your soul because you're hearing God. Finally, but not the least. Hearing and obeying the voice of God confirms that I belong to Jesus. When I hear and obey, it confirms that I'm his child and I belong to Jesus. The gospel of John chapter eight, verse 47, 847 says he who he, he who is of God. hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. You folks that don't want to hear God. They're not hearing because they really don't know him. If you know him, you want to hear him. When he calls me, I will answer when he calls me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere listening for my name. And I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, the same God that calls Samuel is calling you. But the real question is, are you what? Listening. And all God's children said, yes. let's pray. Oh, Father. We thank you for the message. And what a timely message in times of rebellion. an independent spirit, rebellious spirit. Rebellious husbands and wives and children. Folk hear themselves before they hear God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give a spiritual awakening in the lives of those who don't know you they will come to terms with their lostness and embrace the Christ of Calvary. And Father, there are others who are saved but they've messed up time and time again. They make one step forward and three steps backwards simply because they hear the voice of man, the voice of television, the voice of bad relationships and not hear the voice of God. Oh God, turn our hearts to you. In Jesus name we pray. And all God's children say
1: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials